Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Brian Bowler is the general manager of the Montanotti Hotel in Cork City and he's the newly elected president of the Irish Hospitality Institute. So he's perfectly placed to provide us with insights into current performance levels across the hospitality industry. Brian, before we discuss your plans for your tenure as the president of the Irish Hospitality Institute, I'd like to get an insight into your own career within the hospitality industry. Sure, yeah. I, um, I'm originally from, from uh, kind of west of Dingle in County Kerry, so I kind of grew up in a kind of, I suppose, a tourism hotspot. Um, I suppose, you know, my family had a, a typical kind of, a, kind of West Kerry kind of household. I had, had a farm and, and a bed and breakfast as well. And um, I suppose I grew up in, in the kind of the family kind of uh, B&B, but also working kind of locally in uh, kind of uh, bars and restaurants as um, as I grew up. And, uh, you know, when I went on to, to, to after secondary school on third level, I actually initially um, was doing a computer course actually in Cork and uh, I, I, it didn't really appeal to me. I just wasn't what I was into. So I kind of decided that I, I'd have a change of tact and uh, I actually got into a trainee uh, manager programme in the Glen Eagle Hotel in Killarney. You're now the general manager and have been for the last number of years of the Montanotti Hotel in Cork City. So how has that experience been different for you in terms of managing that property? I suppose the, here in the Montanati, we've been kind of undergoing a, a huge a journey of transformation over the last kind of four and a half years, five years now at this stage. So uh, when the the um, current owners, uh, Frankie and Josephine Whelan, uh, took over the property in 2015, the first thing they did was uh, begin a, a programme of refurbishment and reinvention of, of the hotel uh, in 2016, which would have seen all 107 bedrooms. And uh, we, we at the time, we had 19 self-catering apartments being fully refurbished the ground floor area it de- uh, developed a beautiful a big terrace overlooking Cork City we put a huge um, investment into the outdoor spaces and the garden so this is pre-COVID time so we're, we're well set up for, for kind of last summer and this summer in terms of outdoor spaces even in lockdowns we have continued to invest and refurbish our, our health club has been refurbished during um, one of the lockdowns last year just before we reopened. And presently, as we speak, uh, we're working on building a new rooftop uh, bar and terrace, uh, which is going to be really a real statement piece for, for the Montanati. We've very much moved probably more into the kind of a, a destination kind of resort style hotel, which in a city kind of environment is, is very unusual. Like, you know, so um, I think uh, there's a real kind of appetite for the type of hotel that, that we're, we're providing now at the moment. And what are bookings like for the remainder of the summer? Businesses, like we opened on the 2nd of June and I suppose once the date was announced of reopening, like there was an immediate lift in, in bookings. So maybe I think that was about three weeks or, or a month out. Uh, so we saw an immediate impact in terms of the volume of bookings increased for particularly June, but but for the summer. Um, I suppose like as we sit here now, it is um, like, you know, I, I think we're I'm uh, very optimistic that like we're having a, ver- a very kind of decent month of June. I think July is going to be a very good month for us. There's a few concerns there with all August, I have to say, like the booking, the booking passion for August has been quite slow. It's behind where we would we would expect it to be, uh, and I think uh, that that's down to maybe perhaps people waiting to see what's happening with international travel. However, then beyond August, like as we hit first of September, between the first of September and probably St Patrick's Day next year, that's where there's huge uncertainty because, you know, like 
traditionally for us like months like September would be very busy corporate months so that's we see our international corporate travellers uh, Cork would be would be known for having a lot of European HQs for, for a lot of multinational companies and with that comes a lot of kind of international corporate travel midweek uh, in the shoulder months you know which is what makes Cork City quite quite a busy spot for hotels all year round you know but that's just not there at all that, that's, there's zero amount of that happening at the moment and uh, it's unlikely really to see any of that recovering until until maybe January, February, March next year, you know, so that's a real concern for us at the moment. And just on that staycation market for the month of August, I am hearing on the grapevine myself here in Wexford that since the Taoiseach made the announcement about the opening of international travel, that bookings for the month of August just fell off a cliff. Yeah, I think from from my experience, like they just it never really kind of ramped up. I think there's been a steady flow of bookings, but like you know, it's certainly behind where you'd expect it to be. Like August is, is traditionally the the busiest uh, month of the year, but um, yeah, I do I do believe like you know that people are kind of holding out and see what their options are in terms of um, maybe maybe getting that kind of a fun holiday in this year. But uh, I, I I'm not hearing a lot of people having booked the holidays abroad, but uh, so perhaps like we will get a late rush as we, as we head into August. You made a very interesting point there in relation to business travel. So Cork has a lot of multinationals, especially pharmaceutical companies down there in Ringeskiddy. And a lot of corporate travel happens midweek. So you have somebody flying in maybe on a Monday and going back out on a Thursday or Friday to the States or wherever else. Yeah. You're genuinely concerned that the trend to Zoom and the trend to Microsoft Teams over the past 12 months is going to continue and eat into that demand for physical travel overseas? Yeah, I, I do, I do, Carl. But I, like, I don't, I don't think it's Zoom and and uh, Teams meetings that that would be the, the reason for it. Like, you know, and I think they they're the tools that allow them to kind of, I suppose, you know, err in the in the side of uh, caution and safety in terms of of COVID and and how things may look in September, October times. I, I'm fairly confident that that business certainly will return, and I think it will return very quickly. But I, I would say that you know, uh, it'll be a brave person that before the end of this year in in, in a one of those companies that would decide they're going to come to Cork and bring a conference for maybe two or three hundred people with them, like you know, because it, it's just not, I suppose, timing-wise in terms of um, uh, the virus and where we are at the moment. Like you know, the vaccine is not completely rolled out, but once we get to September, it might be a different different story, and then people will will be kind of making those decisions with a bit more kind of, I suppose, um, confidence that 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 it's not the wrong thing to be doing. You know, so I think perhaps when that happens, bookings will come through uh, quite quickly then. Of course, there is lots of talk in the media as well about challenges for the hospitality sector with recruiting and retaining staff. Have you experienced this yourself firsthand? Yeah, I certainly have, Carl. I suppose um, with the with with various lockdowns, I was particularly the most recent one, which was a very lock, uh, a very long one, and um, it was it was particularly difficult for for people in the hospitality industry just because. Like we, we would have closed our doors on the 24th of December. Now, the Montanati here, we remained open for essential workers, but really you're talking a really minimal amount of business. So there was a minimal amount of, kind of I suppose, staffing required. So quite a few of our team, like uh, at the time, I think when we went into the lockdown, we had a team of 150. Um, and when we kind of reopened there a few weeks ago, uh, we, we had about 100 left. Like, so we lost about 50 staff. Um, so many of those maybe have, it would have been maybe part-time workers or some of them would have been full-time workers who would return back to their, their home countries and um, because you know just the third lockdown was was particularly difficult and just went on for so long there was just so much uncertainty there just as people and um, just kind of decided not to hang on any longer and would have moved into another industry i suppose 
Like we would have lost a couple of managers who would have, you know, made careers out of the hospitality industry and uh, would have spent many years working in it. And again, with the third lockdown, they just they were they were getting targeted by other uh, industries as well because these are uh, good leaders, very good people skills, and um, you know it was very transferable to other types of businesses. And I'm hearing that a lot of the restaurants and bar managers and hotel managers have left the industry for jobs with supermarkets like Lidl and Aldi and others. Have you been hearing that yourself? Yeah, we, we've I've heard that and we've ex- have experienced a bit of that myself here as well. Um, and in fact, like we, we lost a few managers to, to some of the tech companies as well, like you know, the likes of, of Amazon and Google and so on. Like, you know, would have uh, we'd have lost a few managers to, to those type of companies as well as kind of supermarkets that would have remained open and would have been particularly busy as well, like during the, the various lockdowns. There have also been rumours that some hospitality staff have decided not to return to work as the money they're receiving on the pup is acting as a disincentive. Is it a realistic assessment? Uh, well, I suppose, Carl, I can only speak from my own kind of experience in, in, in the hotel here and, like, you know, reopening on this uh, at this time after the most recent lockdown. I haven't had any experience of that. Uh, reopening after the first lockdown, there was maybe one or two kind of, uh, I suppose, incidents where like, we would have been very clear with, with the, the employee in, in, in question. I said, look, you know, we, we have a responsibility to kind of report to report this if, if they're not coming back and they either decided to come back in or, or kind of leave, you know. But, you know, I think, I think there were two incidents of that after the very first lockdown. But since then, I, I've not had any issue with it. I'm not hearing it locally from the hotels locally, but uh, I am hearing it kind of, I suppose, anecdotally that, that it, is, it is an issue. But uh, as was from my own experience, it hasn't really impacted us here in the Montanati. You also wear another hat as the president of the Irish Hospitality Institute. So talk to us about the Institute and the work which it completes for its members. Yeah, I suppose the, the IHI plays a key role in the promotion of kind of careers within the hospitality and tourism sector. Um, I suppose prior to COVID, um, Ireland, like the tourism industry was the most diverse and it was the largest indigenous uh, employer in, in Ireland, actually, with over 270,000 people kind of employed in some way or another in the hospitality sector. Um, because of COVID, it, the, the industry would have seen like 160,000 or so temporary job losses, you know, so that that, that was a huge impact, a devastating impact, like, you know, of the pandemic. So I suppose with, with the IHI now, it's, um, I suppose it's an interesting time to come in as, as, as president, and I suppose the, the focus really will be on kind of, I suppose, you know, highlighting uh, the hospitality industry as a really great kind of industry to work in that, um, you know, it can be really rewarding and people can, can carve out really really kind of good careers in the industry um, it's a very diverse industry in terms of different types different departments you can work in hospitality sector um, it isn't all about being kind of a hotel manager or a chef there, you know every kind of hotel or hospitality business has to have the finance people their sales and marketing people their reservations people and so on you know so you know, I, I do feel, Carl, that, that sometimes like yeah, the, the hotel and hospitality and catering kind of um, industries get, get painted with a bad, a bad bush in that, like, you know, like unsociable hours and it's hard work and it's low pay and the whole lot, whereas in my experience, you know, it wouldn't be that at all. Like, you know, like you do have to work hard, but you know, if you want to be a success in any kind of walk of life, I think you're going to have to work hard. Like, you know, so uh, I think like really what, what, what I'd like to kind of show is that um, there's there's many different kind of, I suppose, elements to, to the industry that, that somebody could look at and, and carve out a really good kind of career for themselves in it. And is it true to say, Brian, that the elephant in the room within the hospitality sector that just has to be tackled now is the unsociable hours? 
Well, I, I think the hospitality industry and hotels in particular, they, they offer such a kind of diverse type of kind of employment like you know so like we like again in the in the Montanati here like we would be happy to take on people who can work two days a week we can we'd be happy to take people who can just work weekends we can take people who just work midweek like we would have jobs that would like would just be morning shifts we'd have jobs that'd be evening shifts you know so like it really is very very flexible so we're suitable for people like such as students who are who are in college and want to want to part a job to earn some extra money uh we're suitable for uh, maybe a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad who have a couple of hours a week and they want to return back to the workplace. Like, I don't think there's very many industries at all that exist that would give you the type of opportunities that the hospitality industry can give people to come back to work. You know, so I think that that's a huge, a huge plus to the hospitality industry. Like, and like you look at the unsociable hours. You know, like I said to somebody recently when they said it to me, I, like I've worked in hotels for about 25 years now and in all that time, like, you know, when you work in hotels, you meet people with, uh, I suppose, the so-called really great job or the big job or whatever, like, you know, and you're meeting the same guy or the same lady maybe every week or every couple of weeks and they're staying in a hotel three, four nights a week and, you know, they're away from their home, they're away from their family. Yeah, they've got a great job and the whole lot. But, you know, what? I, I get to go home to my own house every evening and to my own family and, you know, I... You know, and I, I find the job that I do very rewarding, whether I'm working at an evening shift or day shift or whatever. So, you know, I, I think it's kind of just overplayed a little. And you've been quoted recently as stating that staff recruitment and retention will be key to the survival of the hospitality sector. But how will that best be facilitated? Again, I, I feel it's about, um, I suppose, really continuous professional development is something that the IHI kind of uh, really kind of work on, you know, in that, you know, learning just doesn't stop with the completion of a formal qualification because, you know, knowledge can quickly become outdated, particularly in the areas of technology and legislation. Like, so hence the need for, for continuous professional development. So that's something that the IHI kind of really push, particularly within managers in the industry, that they're continue, continuously kind of focusing on their, their, their themselves in terms of their career path and that. But that really kind of, I suppose, is needs to be focused on at kind of, I suppose, much further down, like at the entry level. And I think the focus really needs to be put on your your secondary school students who are sitting the leaving cert are about to fill out their CEO form, like, you know, and that we really push that the, the really great colleges that are out there and the great courses that are available. You know, we've got the Munster Technological University here now in, in which is shared campuses between Tralee and, and Cork here who do various programs such as training manager programs and a lot of the culinary programs. We've got the Shannon College of Hotel management which really specializes in the hotel management and uh, and produces some outstanding um hotel managers in the future and you've got TU Dublin and you've got colleges up as far as, as Letterkenny and Donegal that are providing fantastic courses and um career development opportunities for people, be it like full-time college courses or even night classes throughout the year where you can upskill yourself. You might be a barman who's working in a local hotel or a local bar and you can sign up to one of these kind of six or eight-week courses and develop your skills that way. And all this just kind of adds to your experience and hotels are fantastic places to develop yourself and get the next step on the career ladder. And I I would even say, Carl, if, if I could say that, I, I'd almost be a really perfect example of that because I 
didn't do third level. I didn't go to to the, the university or the Shannon College. I did a cert trainee manager program and I worked my way up in the industry working in every department in the hotel and then moving to different hotels to get different types of experience. And um, I, I have to see, say uh, I have found it very rewarding. And um, uh, and if you had said to me when I was uh, 15 or 16 years of age working in the local bar back in Dingle that I'd be the president of the Irish Hospitality Institute or I'd be the general manager of the, the fabulous Montanati Hotel in Cork uh, in, in 20 or 25 years' time, like I wouldn't have believed you. And I have to agree with that, Brian. There's very few industries left that will provide you with that range of opportunities today without a third-level qualification. Finally this morning, what is your outlook for the hospitality sector over the next three years? I think we're going to have. I think we're going to have an okay summer this summer. I think we're going to have uh, probably six to eight months of a lot of uncertainty. It's going to be a difficult autumn winter again ahead. Um, I, uh, please God, there'll, there'll be never again will we see anything like a lockdown. But uh, we'll just probably start to be coming back back in our feet. I'd say from St Patrick's Day onwards next year. Hopefully, the international kind of uh, corporate market will have returned to to um, certainly places like Dublin, like which which we will rely on that heavily to to get back in their feet. Um, but also places like Cork as well. Uh, and then I think with that, I think next summer we will see international travel. We'll see our kind of American tourists coming back over and European and UK and so on. And, you know, and I think next year will be will be the first step in, in probably a two to three year recovery period. Uh, and um, and I w- would have to say, I know probably next summer the Irish people will, will be heading for the beat of the Costa del Sol and so on. But I have to say, like, you know, the, the support that the Irish public have given the hospitality industry over last summer and again what we're seeing this summer has, has been immense and uh, really really appreciated because uh, uh, like you know without the government support in, in the off seasons like, a lot of hotels would have closed the doors and never reopened again uh, without the support of the Irish public during the summer uh, so what would have been the point in reopening because there'd be nobody else coming into our doors you know so we're, we're grateful for that support Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Brian Bowler, the General Manager of the Montanati Hotel and the President of the Irish Hospitality Institute. And I'd like to thank Brian for his contribution to this morning's show. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.